Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 499, recorded live on Saturday, February 11th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who's got a meeting after this recording, Dave Play. Hey, hey. And the man who's got a movie double date, Andy Lowe. Hi. What? Movie double date? Yes. What movie? Lego Batman. And double date with Brian Brian Beth? Beth. Yep. Driving all the way out to Kalamazoo, huh? Well, yeah. I told you about the Alamo, right? Yeah, the really nice theater. Yeah, the one that's closing. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, they're closing? Yes. <laughs> they, oh. They are closing in April. Well, then. Yep. Uh, according to the scuttlebutt around town, uh, they yeah. are leaving the theater on April 3rd. Um, and the scuttlebutt is that there's a new building owner, and he's going to terminate the current lease, and supposedly there's going to be a new theater coming in. Okay. So like maybe nobody, nobody knows it won't what that really new theater is. Much. Well, I I don't know. I don't know. Mask of the Phantasm. That's coming. That was the Batman movie. Yeah, nineteen ninety three. Is that plane tickets on sale here? It's if it's after April, I'm going to be angry. No, that's the Lego Batman movie. This is not the same. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're they're. They're, uh, yeah, getting rid of the Alamo April 3rd. So Brian and Beth enjoy the Alamo Theater. So mm-hmm. one, you know, one last hurrah. Or not. I don't know. There's also some other movies coming out in March. Yeah. That would be nice to see. Isn't, isn't there a Marvel movie coming out soon? Uh, Logan's coming when's, out. I'm not sure when the next Marvel movie is. When's Thor? Thor Ragnarok is the next one, right? Uh, oh god no release date november 3rd of this year no uh spider-man spider-man no, no sorry spider-man's in the summer guardians uh, guardians guardians, is the next guardians 2 okay god damn marvel <laughs> they just released uh not even a teaser for infinity war like they released a video that's hey we've started shooting infinity war that's actually one of our topics did you notice that <laughs> I did not, but we might as well move into that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Infinity War. It's a three-minute video of everybody you know chatting. And Feige and and, uh, Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. And Chris Pratt. That's, that's, you know, it's serious. When you have literally Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Star-Lord all in the same, you know, thing. I didn't know that they got permission to use Spider-Man for this. I guess. Like, they, I thought it was a one-movie deal. I don't know. He's he's there. He is indeed there. And Maybe, British. Yes. Which I hadn't realized. Well, it's just like the people who, uh, Hugh Laurie, when they, you know, with yeah, House I, going I know. on there. I know. Everyone knows. We all know about House. We've talked about it multiple times. Mm-hmm. I understand that British people can fake an American accent. Yeah, when Americans fake a British accent, we just sound horrible. Not always. Definitely not always. True. Uh, well, okay, I'm trying to think of American who's done a good British accent. We just import British accents. I, I, I can't. Okay. 
but yeah, there's a there's a little three minute video of like, hey, here's some clips and here's the stuff and here's the infinity stones and oh by the way, we're shooting. Mm-hmm. For a twenty eighteen release. Which is awesome. A release of Marvel movies time and here we go. Okay. I was like, there's there's gotta, somebody's got to have a web page out of all these things of when they're going to be coming out. Yeah. Hollywood Reporter actually has a good one. It looks like they've updated it, too. So, yeah, Guardians is May 5th, Spider-Man July 7th, Thor November 3rd, Black Panther February of next year, and then Infinity, Infinity, Infinity War May 4th, 2018. Really, February, March, April. That's a... That's a bit close. Going from February to May? Three three months, really? Mm-hmm. Ant-Man in July? Damn. Captain Marvel in March of 2019? Wait, you mean Spider-Man in July, right? Oh, no, next, next year. Next year, sorry. Okay. Ant-Man, Ant-Man next year, July. Yeah. Captain Marvel, March, two years. And then Untitled Avengers 4, May 2019. Yeah, assuming they can get something. Oh, no, this is previously the Infinity War Part 2. Yes. Okay. Ah, here we go. Holland has a six-picture deal to play Peter Parker in three solar films, solo films and three in, in the MCU. Damn. He hasn't even gotten, like, his first solo movie, and they signed him on for six? I, well, outside of the second Thor movie and the second Iron Man movie, has there really been, you know... The second Thor movie wasn't terrible. Well, yeah, but I'm saying... Kate's pointing out Hulk and Spider-Man, but I'm just saying in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Granted, those Hulk first ones... Hulk is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know. I know, that's... Most of them have been quality. James Spader was fucking Okay, so it wasn't the first one. The two, 2008, you're right. That one, yeah. Was part of the MCU. Yeah, I forget about that one all the time. Yeah, because no one paid attention to it because it was garbage. <laughs> yeah. And then Robert Downey Jr. shows up in the cameo at the end. Right. But oh my goodness, so all that's going on there. And then we have the Star Wars universe going on. And... Got to think there's other movies, right? New Pirates of the Caribbean movies coming out. No one cares. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't care. Uh, the next Fast and the Furious movie comes out, but you probably don't also care about don't that care. one. Yep. Those are the movies where I just shut my brain off. Yeah, I, I don't like that feeling of shutting my brain off. If I have to shut my brain off to enjoy the movie, I'm not enjoying the movie. I just, you know... It's a nice, it's escapism is what it is. No, any movie is escapism. It's stupidity is what it is. Okay, so we'll agree to disagree. Okay, that's fine. We can indeed agree to disagree. But yes, the, uh, so getting back to the topic yet, Infinity War, May of next year. Yep. So close. <laughs> You're saying over a year. It's so close compared so close. to when we started. Back, you know, when was Iron years Man? ago. 
original Iron Man was May of 2008. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say we're getting pretty close. A decade. Jesus. God. It's one of those things where it's like you think about that when that first one came out, and then you're like, really, it's been 10 years? Yep. How old was Tom Holland when Spider-Man came out, or when uh, Iron Man came out? Let's see. Tom Holland currently is 20. So he's going to be, he's not even going to be, oh yeah, he's going to be 21. He's going to be 21 when Infinity Wars comes out. So he was 11 when the first Iron Man came out. Yep. He was playing (laughs) Billy Elliot. In the Billy Elliot the Musical stage play at the Victorian Palace Theater in 2008. (laughs) I'm so excited for all the Marvel stuff. And then DC. Poor DC. Hey, Wonder Woman should be interesting. Yeah? That's all I've got. (laughs) That's all you got. Wonder (laughs) Woman should be interesting. As a reminder, though, DC owns television. Yes. I actually just uh, realized that the episodes that I need to catch up on for Arrow and The Flash uh, are on Netflix. Ooh. So I watched a Flash episode this morning. It took me a second to actually remember where I left off. Yep. Is that season two or is season three out yet? Uh, The first two seasons of The Flash are out. Okay. So this is 2015, 2016, 2016, I think. Yep. I have watched all of season two, so I'm just waiting on season three, which I know is on the air. Well, can you catch it on the CW app? Yes, I could. And just Chromecast that? I could, but there are so many other things to watch. I don't like the CW app. Shows, let's see, okay. Oh, God, I forgot about Legends of Tomorrow, too. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. If you, if you want to do the, the DC TV universe, you have to do Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. And then they're going to do the massive crossover event, too. Yep. I mean, they've done it a couple times already. Well, yeah, no, I remember what I watched the that's why I started watching the Flash, because I got to the Arrow and I'm like, what the hell is this? All right. Hold like, on. I got I got to pause and, and go back up for with one. And go watch, like, 12 episodes. Yep. That's, oh, man. You know what Netflix needs? What does Netflix need? A playlist creator. Huh. Because, okay, so, you know, while I'm watching something, like, within its own series, I can binge watch all of, I could, you know, if I wanted to, binge watch all of the rest of The Flash until, like, the next crossover episode. And then, I, you know, I would have to stop and then switch over and then binge watch all of arrow till I'm up to the thing there then watch the crossover episode and then keep going until i hit the league of tomorrow crossover episode and then stop and then play catch up play catch up play catch up watch that crossover episode it would be nice if i could just see you know okay just build a playlist of all the episodes you know alternating back and forth or in a round robin or is that just me and my weird ocd nature uh, a little bit weird <laughs> Little, little bit you. So yeah. this is not quite what you're looking for. Okay. This is interesting. I didn't know that this existed. I don't know that anyone knows that this existed. Flixtape.netflix.com. Like a mixtape, for, but for Netflix. Really? Okay. What? The, okay, so I just told it to suggest something. 
And you're making a thing of... The thing is, it does entire series. It doesn't do episode by episode. Ah. Oh, The Road to El Dorado. We just watched that. So, yeah, so it is just an entire series and not... Hmm. Well, that's interesting. How does that work, though, with the actual TV? Or is this going to be just on my computer? I don't know. I, I have never used it before or knew that it existed until now. Oh, you can add up to six total title, titles to your playlist. So, mm-hmm. huh. But only the titles. You can't pick episodes. Uh-uh. All right. Well, I'll figure something out. Okay. So speaking of streaming stuff. Yeah. Comcast is no longer the fastest internet in America. Well, Comcast hasn't been the fastest internet in America for a very long time. Comcast is now no longer allowed to say that they are the fastest internet in America. Well, good, because... Because <laughs> they're not. No. And they haven't been. And so Truth in Advertising says you can't do that. I love the fact that they were claiming that they had the fastest in-home Wi-Fi. That is just stupid. <laughs> and the first time I heard that, I'm like, that has no bearing on anything. Right, like as long as it's in home, fastest in home Wi-Fi. Everybody has the same in home Wi-Fi. That's the eight hundred two dot eleven G standard. Well, actually, N or is it AC now? It's the latest. What is the latest? The latest Wi-Fi standard. I yeah. think we're still on N eight hundred two dot eleven. Let's see what the standard is. Do do do. AC What the frack? Oh, currently in development is AX. It's also an AY. It looks like A H and A F could be ones that are currently in operation. I have no idea what those are at this point. <laughs> I don't know either. I know there was A okay, so A C is built off of N. Okay. That's up in the five gigahertz band. Alright. If I go to, to Best Buy, what am I looking for? Uh either an N or an A C. That's what it looks like. Okay. That's, that is what is important. We don't need to go any further. Okay. Yep. So essentially the, the claim made by Comcast had been, hey, we have the fastest internet on average, and the numbers back them up, uh, except that Comcast was cherry-picking their numbers. So the advertising bureau has said, no, you can't do that. You can't keep claiming this. Stop. Yep, there it is. Fastest in-home Wi-Fi claim is based on router performance, even though the internet speeds are primarily dictated by the speed of the ISP's internet connection and dependent in large part on the internet speed tier purchased by the consumer. Right. Yeah, it's like, no, it doesn't matter. You know, if if you got the quote-unquote I'm glad you have the world's fastest Wi-Fi, but your modem is what connects you to the outside. Yeah, it's like, okay, you know, if I'm streaming from my computer to the TV, then yes, Faster in-home Wi-Fi would be good. Yeah. But if I'm streaming Netflix to my TV, that's not the weakest link in the chain. Ugh. So they agree to comply, but they disagree with the findings. Yep. Well, of course they're <laughs> going to disagree with the findings. But of course they're going to comply. Oh, they're, 
the, uh, the, the decisions have no legal force, but the NAD says that advertisers' willingness to support NAD and voluntarily adhere to its decisions help to ensure an honest and open playing field in advertising. Yep. Now, if Comcast continues to say, like, hey, we have the fastest internet, I mean, potentially you could sue them and use this as, as backup and say, like, well, look, they were told that they can't do this. Granted, we take our internet and compare it to any other country. And it's terrible. Yeah. Not any other country. No. If we compare it to certain other countries, our internet is terrible. Yes. If we compare it to other countries, our internet is amazing. Like, we have it. That's actually a pretty big deal. Yeah, but then there's other things there where it's like, uh, I was actually researching ISPs uh, for work the other day because people were complaining that our internet was pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Which I find, you know, funny that a 15 down and a 3 up is considered slow. Oh, my God. That's what my internet is. <laughs> like, I just ran a speed test, and that's almost exactly what my numbers are. What is mine? I haven't looked at mine recently. I love that Google's got a speed test built into their search engine now. Mm-hmm. Looks like I'm hovering around 7.5 down and uh, 2 up. So not great. No, but it's... I haven't fast had enough. any problems. Yeah. It's fast enough for what you need. Yeah, it's a... Uh, you know, I'm not streaming HD video on two devices at the same time. That's it's it's perfectly able to handle an HD stream. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's there's actually uh, one of our stations. There is only one option for an ISP. Oh, there, yeah. There's literally well, okay. Outside of you know, no choice. Outside of doing satellite, right? Which you know the amount of network stuff we have with the different markets that's not going to work outside of satellite we have literally one option and it's it's actually a municipal isp because the the town i guess itself got pissed that they didn't have any options so they just did their own more power to them Mm -hmm. for doing that like that's pretty cool but also you know get competition in there yeah, I looked at all the websites, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, you should have Charter in your area. You should have Comcast in the area. And I plug in the address, and both of them are like, nope. <laughs> we don't go that far out. Nope. No one lives out there. Oh. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> well, hopefully the Spectrum auction might give us something. Oh, God. Is that still back? Nope. It is done. Thank God. Now it can go away, right? We don't need to ever talk about that again. Um, Well, yes and no. God damn it. Uh, The bidding on the Spectrum auction has ended at $19.6 billion, which was a lot lower than anybody expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the experts expected at least $30 billion higher. Okay. But uh, now that the non- uh, disclosure ban has been lifted Mm -hmm. Uh, some of the tv companies have said how much they're going to make from the auction Uh, fox tv said it's going to receive about 350 million Uh, tribune media expects 190 million gray television expects 90 million sinclair broadcasting group expects to receive 313 million so those are the actual you know tv station owners Mm-hmm. On top of, you know, I don't know how many independently owned stations. So uh, now we have uh, 39 months. 
before this is actually all finally finished. So another. So what's what's the next step? Uh, the next step is the wireless companies are going to bid on specific frequencies. Before they kind of just bid on, you know, I want you know x amount of frequency here and I want x amount of frequency here. But now they're actually going to say I'm going to bid on 106.9 here and I'm going to bid on 99.8 here. Okay. So they're now they're actually going to bid on specific frequencies. So the price might actually go up a little bit more, but probably not too much. Then when that happens, um, the TV companies have the next 36 months to finally vacate their uh, frequencies or shift frequencies as needed. So they have three years. Yep. So this is not going to be finally out of done until, yeah, until 2020. Okay. Hurry but if the, if, if the stations are going to move off the air, they must give at least 30 days notice. So if we start to see those pop up... This is why. Yes. So this is the the local like affiliate stations will start going off the air if they yeah if they sold. If not, uh, they're going to start shuffling around and they're going to have you know three years to do that. Okay. Which is I'm why I'm glad I got our tower crews in now because I have a feeling they're going to be busy for the next three years. <laughs> Because all of those TV stations are going to need brand new antennas that are going to be on top of those 200, 300, 400 foot tall towers. And I'm not going to want to go up there. No? No. God, I, I'm bad enough even on the top of a three meter high dive board. Just nope. All right. So where do you want to go from here? Oh, that's a tough question. What options do we have? What options do we have, sir? Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves. Okay. And I think probably yours too. Like, this is just something that happens. Uh, enhance. Oh, God. You, you're familiar with enhance, right? Yes. Oh, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, let's, you know. It's, it's, a, it's the bullshit. Yeah, it's the pixelated photo. It's the, hey, you know, I'm, is there a car running in the background of this audio file sort of thing? You're just like. Right. Like, wait, wait, zoom in, zoom in. And then it gets all pixelated and they say, enhance. You say, what? <laughs> they say, enhance. You're like, what? <laughs> well, that might be a thing now. Oh, God. Like, might start getting closer and closer with AI. So some, some engineers at Google uh, took a 32 by 32 image just not great, right? 32 by 32, it is clearly pixelated. You can count the squares. Yes. There are a lot of them. There are 900 and some, but there are actually, yeah, probably around 1,000. Uh, but you can, you can actually see the individual ones. And then they took that and they turned it into an 8 by 8 image. So barely recognizable as a face. Yes. And then they processed the shit out of it to probable, probabilistically come up with an image and then they put that image next to the original and it's a little scary yeah that's not bad going from a eight by eight to these the the, wow that's it's not too bad so it's not great let's be clear it is it is definitely not a fantastic process and it comes up with some pretty bizarre pictures but it also can come up with some pretty accurate ones you know what this reminds me of huh uh, quick draw. I don't know what quick draw is. Oh, uh, 
quickdraw.withgoogle.com. Quickdraw with Google. Quickdraw.withgoogle.com. Dot com. Quickdraw. Huh. It's you playing Pictionary with uh, a Google AI. You are wrong, Google. <laughs> oh, I failed. I was supposed to draw peas. My first one was a toilet. But that's hey, I got that, rain. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing, you know, this sort of this thing like that where, you know, Google takes something really crappy and is actually able to figure out what it looks like. Yep. But this one, this is this is kind of freaky. This is just yeah. This is crazy, right? Yeah. It, oh yeah. It lends credence to the enhance meme. Enhance. Okay. I'll do that. Oh, we can I actually. I actually can now. That's crazy. So you want to talk about other algorithms and machine learning and that sort of thing? Sure. Because UPS uses algorithms. Yes, they do. Their their algorithms actually uh, figure out the route by only turning right. Yeah. You didn't know that? Oh, I knew this. This was back in like 2005. Yeah, this this was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, uh, UPS finally announced, you know, how much they've said that they've reduced in distance traveled and um, how much money they've saved. I'm sure it's it's like millions of, of minutes a year. Uh, they've actually reduced in distance traveled by 45.8 million miles, and there are now 1,100 fewer trucks. 1,100 fewer trucks in its fleet because of these algorithms. Wow. Yeah. I found out, by the way, just on a, a side topic, uh, a little tangent. So I live on a hill. Yes. Right. A fairly steep hill. Yes. And and. <laughs> When it snows, it's a fairly steep and slick hill. Yes. Laura and I were waiting for a UPS package. Did the UPS truck not make it up the hill? Well, we never gave it a chance because we had to leave the house for something. And as we were driving away, we passed a UPS truck. And I'm like, I bet you he's about to try and turn up to go to my house. And so I, I got out of the car as he was making a delivery. I waited for him to come back towards the truck. I shouted out, I'm like, hey, are you about to make a delivery up at the top of the hill? Like, I think you have something of mine on the truck. He was so happy that he didn't have to drive up to my house. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I got that. Well, hang on, let me think. What's the address? I'm like, it's like, okay, yeah, no, I totally have that. And he was just so excited that, like, he didn't have to drive all the way up that hill. Yeah, your hill is, uh, yeah. It's pretty steep. Yep. It's a pretty steep hill. Definitely is a pretty, pretty steep hill. That's a thing. So they've made, they've saved a, a crap ton of money by just not taking a left turn. Yep. It's one of those things where it's like, when you think about it, there's, I, I <laughs> during my morning commute, I actually, the way I drive to work is, uh, so I don't have to turn left except at, you know, an actual traffic light. Yep. Um, let's see. I can go straight. The road curves left. I take a right. Nope. Yep. I think I need to take at least one left turn. Yeah, no, you well, can't. I mean, I could go, I'd have to start by going in the wrong direction. Well, like, that's a bad way to start. 
Well, let me just say that, you know, the algorithm doesn't remove them entirely. Less than 10% of all turns made are still left turns. Right. So it doesn't eliminate them completely. It just, yeah. you know, sometimes... I'd, I'd have to actually go pretty far out of the way to get rid of that first-ish left turn. Okay, so I get that left turn. Um, but that's only one. I turn right. Go, 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 go. Uh, I could... Go down there. That's two left turns, one of which is at a light, and that's yeah. it. I've got three left turns on my way into work, and two of those are at a light. The last one is literally like the left turn to basically go into the parking lot. So I, I kind of can't, you know, I'd have, to, I'd have to seriously do some right-hand stuff there to, I don't even know how the heck I would do that have to like take it up to like the next exit on the highway and then come all the way back down again and that would just be pointless but yeah no there there are plenty of times when i'm leaving work and somebody's trying to turn left in front of me and i'm sitting going like this is a four lane road why are you trying to turn left here it's gonna take a while just oh sitting behind somebody for seven minutes because they don't want to turn left into the suicide lane ridiculous Yeah, things you don't think about that machine learning has helped us with. <laughs> Enhance. All right, so if I get there. Are you still trying I'm to still, plan your route? I might still be trying to plan my route. I, w- I wish there were an option in Google for, like, right turn only. There's got to be a... What the hell are they having me do there? If I'm going to do that, I might as well come in from the bottom. No, like seriously, come in from the bottom. There we go. And if I bring it down to here, over here, right turn, one left turn. I can do it with one left turn. If I really want, I could make that left turn add a light. I'd have to add a second left turn. But yes, GPS does this and saves a shit ton of of, uh, time and, and fuel. Which is good. I was going to say, um, oh, okay, so MapMaker, you can edit turn restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but MapMaker is closing in March 2017. Okay. Uh, it is... Oh, it's getting added to the local guides program to in Google Maps. But, yeah, no, there's... I can't find anything that, you know, modifies your turns for google maps nope there isn't one that's unfortunate Mm -hmm. first netflix playlists turn adjusters and google maps just a bunch of things we wish we had that we Mm -hmm. totally don't Mm -hmm. and things that we wish we didn't have that evidently now we do like enhance (laughs) and a public e3 what, like that weird, stupid thing they had last year? No, like they're actually just opening up E3 to the public. Oh, really? 15,000 tickets for the general public to attend the show. $250, $150 if you buy it before February 13th. $150 gets you access to the show floor, panel discussions, and other stuff from Tuesday to Thursday. Well, it'll be 250 because by the time this goes out, it will be Monday the 13th. True. So $250 for three days of E3. I, granted, you know, then we would have to actually get to California and 
What, you're thinking of actually going? No. Okay. Well, yes, you were thinking of going. Very briefly, you were just thinking of going to E3. It's a Tuesday through a Thursday. You'd have to take time off work. You'd have to fly out to California. You'd have to stay down somewhere. In a hotel. Yep. In L.A. Oh. This is not a cheap event. No. Brian and I did it on the cheap one year. <laughs> what what shady hotel did you stay at? Uh, uh, shoot, what was the name of it? It's the one with the blue check mark. Like, check mark is their logo. We stayed at a super shady hotel. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. A super shady hotel on, like, the edge of, of like, the the really okay part of the city to the not really okay part of the city. We moved the the desk that was in the hotel room in front of the door. <laughs> we told a police, not police driver, a cab driver where the hotel was. He's like, why are you guys staying that way? That's like a not a good place. We're like, we know. How We're aware. Santa Monica from the convention center. I'm spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica. What's it, was it the L.A. Convention Center? Yep, Staples Center. At least that's where it was last time I was there. L.A. Convention Center. Uh, it's a 22-minute drive or 90 minutes on a bus. <laughs> Jeez. Welcome to public transportation in L.A. Yep. Yeah, 22-minute drive, 13 miles, 90 minutes on a bus. Yep. So stay close to the convention center. <laughs> uh, Blizzard. World of Warcraft. You remember oh. World of Warcraft? Yes, I remember World of Warcraft. I remember it. You remember playing in World of Warcraft? Yes. You remember uh, when EVE Online added something called Plex? Yeah, that was the way of converting uh, in-game currency to real-world currency, officially. Well, Blizzard has now done the same thing. We missed this, because this is something that actually evidently happened a while ago. Uh, You can purchase something called a WoW token. A WoW token? A WoW token, which is an in-game item that can be redeemed for in-game time. Oh, okay. So that's, I mean, that's, that's nothing new, right? Blizzard, uh, it's new to us, but Blizzard has evidently been doing this for a little while. Uh, but they did just change it because now you can use those tokens to purchase other things on Battle.net. Oh. So you could farm gold in WoW, purchase these tokens from the auction house, and then spend them on things like Overwatch uh, chests or Hearthstone card packs. Players can trade these tokens for $15 at Battle.net credit instead of game time. Hmm. So they've tied the in-game currency to real-world currency. Okay, so just so in case you're wondering, the current asking price on the servers for a token is 62393 gold. Yeah, but that's not too much. <laughs> You haven't been in WoW in a while, have you? No, I remember scraping. There's, there's been a little bit of inflation. I remember scraping by to get 200 gold for the fancy mount, the fast mount. 
yeah, that's not even really a thing anymore. You just kind of get that now. Let's see. What's the quest reward for a cataclysm? Cataclysm quests. I don't know what a good quest name is anymore. <laughs> Database. Quests. Um, the Maelstrom. Oh, here's Legion. All right, so here's some Legion quests. Right, Legion's the newest expansion. Uh, the quest gives you 23 gold. Just the quest. Oh, geez. Like 20, 23 gold. Boom. There you go. All right, I got to get out of that. I got to get out of that now before I start getting like, ooh, pretty. There's a spider mount that costs 2 million gold. Holy shit. So how much plex, or not plex, wow tokens could you get with that? You said it was 60,000? 62,000. 20 million. No, no, 2 million. Divided by 2 million. Divided by 62,000. That's 32 tokens. Each token is a month. So that one mount is like two and a half years of game time. Oh, geez. That's a lot of game time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then, there we go. That's that's WoW. So WoW and Blizzard's doing good, right? Yeah. Activision isn't. Are you sure? Activision just had to lay off 5% of its workforce. Yeah. So that's and you active. go to Google. Yeah. Type in ATVI. Well, I know. I'm saying, you know, the Blizzard part of Activision Blizzard is go- doing good, and it's propping up. I don't the- think it's just the Blizzard part. I mean, Activision just issued a billion-dollar buyback and a 15% dividend payout. Well, I'm telling you right now that there has been a round of layoffs at Activision. Okay, but I think that round of layoffs isn't so much like oh, shit, we're struggling, we're struggling. I think that round of layoffs is like, let's clean house. 5% of your workforce is cleaning house? Well, actually, that does sound about right. Yeah, yeah, if it's one out of 20 people. But seriously, go look at their five-day. Okay, so Activision sent over the statement saying Activision Publishing is realigning our resources to support our upcoming slate and adapt to accelerating transition to digital, including opportunities for digital add-on content. Yeah, they're cleaning house. Still, though, most people didn't like Infinity War. Or not Infinity War, Infinity Warfare? Whatever the last Call of Duty game was called. Yeah. Infinite Warfare. That's fine. People don't need to like it. It's fucking Call of Duty. They're going to buy it anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Activision's stance on it as well. They're like, well, fuck it. People are still going to buy it. Uh, sorry, I was reading another Kotaku article. <laughs> okay. Anything good? No. Talking no. about RN Jesus. I see. Which, let me tell you right now, Hearthstone is full of RN Jesus. And it's By getting RNG's annoying. Jesus, you mean random number generators? Yes. Okay. Because they are our cars. <laughs> we should. We we need to talk about Netflix again. We forgot a topic when we were on Netflix. Okay. Netflix is adding another new show. Okay, that's not a surprise. Castlevania. How is that going to work? 
I don't know, but I'm really excited because Netflix has done a very good job with their shows and maybe movies based on games is a bad idea, but possibly TV shows. TV shows based on games might not be such a bad idea. I don't know. Uh, you I'm, skepti- I'm I'm skeptical at that coming from the adventure time <laughs> really adventure time going into Castlevania I don't know about that well it's not adventure it's not like it's the the writers would be the same people no but the same producer or the same plot no but yeah, the same but, producer so so Yes, but you know, it's the same producers and showrunners who are doing Voltron as who did Avatar The Last Airbender. And you know what? Voltron is fucking awesome. Okay. We'll see. This is one we'll have to watch out for. I have high hopes. Castlevania was a fun, fun game. It was super hard, but it was fun. So you want to go back to another topic? Supposedly the uh, test screening score of Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. Um, got a perfect 100 in the test screening. What? Does that uh, just, happen? Like, not really. score uh, that high? Iron Man 3 and the Avengers both were in the high 90s. Well, but Iron Man 3 was not great. True. The original Avengers was. Iron Man 3 wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. No. Like, it, it wasn't up to the level of quality of the other movies. It went off the rails pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> About, you know. Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as Trevor showed up, then you're like, what? What? Huh? But the Mandarin. I was super excited. But, spoiler alerts. Hail to the chief. That's all I got to say. That's the or short. Is it, or, is, or is it hail to the king? The short? Yeah. I don't remember. I want to know what they're going to do with it. I don't think they're going to do anything with it. I'm pretty sure those shorts are just there to be teasers. Hail to the King Marvel. Yep. Well, now you got a question like what's going to happen with after Robert Downey Robert Downey Jr. is going to be done after, you know, the second Avengers. Infinity Wars. Yeah. Or whatever the uh, unnamed one unnamed. is. Suppose, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the last one, supposedly. So it's like, okay, now Oh, they've what? got plenty of time to work that out. They could always do what the comics have done. Bring in someone else. Mm-hmm. Hand off the mantle for a while. War Machine or... Um, well, War Machine's kind of, you know, paralyzed. Yeah, true. Um, Less so now, but... Ironheart, probably. That's the new one that just came out of the comics. Yep. The young lady. Yep. Is there a, there's got to be a list of like people who have played Iron Man in the comics, right? Probably. Is it like uh, alternative versions of Iron Man? Okay. Holy crap. <laughs> 20 characters who have worn Iron Man's armor. Holy... Jeez, oh, Pete. There's a... That world of comics... Oh, my gosh. You can go deep. Yep. You can go really deep. Yeah. 
But uh, speaking of video games, though, we should probably hit on this craziness that's going on with Steam. Oh, you mean the fact that there's um, they they're getting rid of green light? They are getting rid of green light. Not right now. It's going to be uh, they're putting a replacement into place first. This new one is going to be called Steam Direct. So they're removing the crowdsourcing aspect. And uh, how it will work now is that they will ask new developers to complete a set of digital paperwork, personal or company verification, and tax documents similar to the process of applying for a bank account. Once set up, developers will pay a recoupable application fee for each new title they wish to distribute, which is intended to decrease the noise in the submission pipeline. Money, 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 money. Yeah. Money. Money. Money for Steam. Probably less indie games on Steam. Well, it all depends on how much money is needed, and they have not... Um, they haven't made a decision yet. Yes. It could be anywhere from 100 bucks to, like, $5,000. And whatever that number is, is what's going... It's, there are some indie developers, you know, who are pissed either way about that. Where it's like, if they put the level too high, then, you know, people are going to have to crowdsource in order to get their Steam Direct fee. <laughs> right. In order to get their game on Steam, which is basically green light. And if it's set too low, then, then the market's flooded. Yeah. Because, I mean, already the application fee right now for Greenlight is $100. So if you put it yeah. at $100, then nothing's going to change. Well, everything changes. Andy, think of everything on Greenlight that isn't getting in. You mean, like, all the really stupid things? Yeah. Because if, if Steam set the price at $100, all of those things on Greenlight that aren't getting in would be allowed in. Do you see the problem? Yes. Because it's money. Money, you know. No, it's, it's not. Andy, if they set it at $100, that is no different for the developers than what it is right now. Yes. But every terrible scam game that is on Steam Greenlight would be on Steam. Instead of just, you know, in the Greenlight. Instead of languishing on Greenlight because they can't convince people to vote for it because it's terrible and scammy. Are you not aware that people like will post scam games on Greenlight? No, because I haven't actually really looked in Greenlight ever. So I'm a developer, right? Yes. Go with me, hypothetical. I'm a developer, but I'm really bad. And I know I'm really bad. And I know I have an idea that no one's going to want. So I make the most rudimentary basic game possible. You know, maybe I do a match three. Maybe I do a clone of 2048 or whatever it is. And I put in the... Steam trading cards to the game. And I sell my game for the minimum price allowed on Steam. 50 cents right now. I sell it for 50 cents. Everyone who buys the game is buying it because it's 50 cents and because they can get Steam trading cards from it. They then sell the cards. I get a cut of that sell. They aren't going to ask for a refund because it was 50 cents. Who cares? Yeah. But they're selling the cards... I'm making a share of that profit. Rinse and repeat. Ouch. Sorry, I just smashed my hand into my microphone. I heard. <laughs> we all heard. Yeah, we all did. I I don't know. It's 
there there needs to be an option for because you know every it's a it's really easy to create things now. Yes. The question is, you know, the curator aspect of it. The world needs editors. Yep. So the question is, how do you edit without, you know, being, you know, editor bias sort of thing? How do you edit without censoring? Yes. Well, there's there's a contradiction there. I know. But, you know, that's the thing that they're trying to figure out. Because they, they had it originally, you know, with the, the 1.0, you know, Steam said, okay, this game's going on Steam. And then, you know, then they tried the crowdsourcing with Greenlight, and that's not really working. So now they're thinking money is going to be. I, I don't. Know. I think that Valve doesn't actually know what they need to do right now. I don't think anyone knows what they need to do right now. They have a very interesting and rather unique problem. <sighs> I don't know. It's going to be. We'll see how it is. We'll see. It all depends on what the cost is. That's going to be the. That's the unknown factor right now, but until we know how much it actually is going to be. Yep. We don't know, you know, how it's going to be. Right. But now there's a uh, there's another option for indie publishers or indie developers. Oh. What's that? Humble Bundle. Yeah, Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is launching a multi-platform publishing business. Cool. They're going to be call it presented by Humble Bundle. Aww. The Humble Bundle getting, like, too big for its own good. I don't know. Have you seen how many things are on the Humble Bundle right now? Yeah, I think they might have passed that point. Game bundles, there's two of them. Including Star Wars, really. What Star Wars games are going on right now? Oh. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, X-Wing Alliance, X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter, Battlefront 2, Jedi Knight 2, Starfighter, Knights of the Old Republic 2... Rebel Assault 1 and 2, Force Unleashed, Force Unleashed 2, Rogue Squadron 3D. Pay $35 or more and also unlock an X-Wing versus TIE Fighter t-shirt. <laughs> huh. Yeah, no, book bundles, mobile bundles, they have that monthly thing as well. I might actually want to get this book bundle. Andy. Yeah, sorry. Focus. Yep, focusing back. Focusing back. Back here. Yes. So, Space Trash Cleaner? Was this like yeah. just a giant net that we launched into space? This will, well, it wasn't us, it was the Japanese. Okay. And it wasn't a net, it was a tether. So they launched a satellite that would go and attach itself to other satellites to slow them down. So it, it goes up, and the idea was it would deploy a tether that would attach to other satellites and other garbage. And it would pull them down. And because it pulled them down, it would slow them, and they'd crash and burn in the atmosphere. Okay. The tether failed to deploy. Ha ah, Well, <laughs> at that point, it's not working then. At that point, you've actually now added a satellite. So it was a good idea. I was very glad to see that, but it didn't work. Oh, don't worry. It burned up in the atmosphere. Okay. So it's no longer up there. Uh, that's all I got. Oh, the European Space Agency is proposing to, to test nets or harpoons. Harpoons in space, or a I'm, I'm just a, a net. Really, I just th- th- some of these things just sound ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Don't diss it until you see it. I know. So should we? Um, yes. Randoms. Sure. Okay. Your review, sir. My review is the Twelve Labors of Hercules Two: 
the Cretion Bowl. Now, mind you, I just, you know, did a little uh, Googling for it. Turns out there's six of these games out there. Okay. It's one of those time management worker game things, kind of like a, like a Diner Dash. I don't know. I think it's called Time Management Game. Um, and, yep, Time Management Games. The, uh, yeah. I'm not sure when I picked it up or why I picked it up. And in case you're wondering, the first game right now is on sale on Steam for 50 cents. Um, but it's, I, I don't know about this game. It's, uh, I played the first 12 levels so far and I'm kind of, bored because it's the same repetitive thing where you just click on things and your workers go out and do the thing and then they come back and you click on the thing and they work go out and do their thing and it's the isn't, isn't that what an rts is yes but the, the number of characters that i've discovered right now are not very you know a lot ah. you have you have hercules you have medusa you have the three-headed dog you have pegasus cerberus Cer- yeah okay thank you it's uh, uh, <laughs> It was like, okay, I, uh... So is is it top-down? Like, it's resource management? It's... Um, so you got, you have, basically, you have to, like, click your way to some sort of finishing point on the map. And then the map is littered with things that you have to destroy or build or switches you have to hit or bad guys you have to kill. It depends on, you know, what resources you need for that thing. Sometimes you have to destroy resources or you have to destroy like trees and swamps and everything in order to get to other places to build like Medusa's lair or, you know, Pegasus uh, nest. But a lot of it, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to click everything on the screen and then just collect the resources until my guy will go out there and destroy it. I played the first 12 levels. I haven't gotten anything lower than, you know, the, the three-star top gold score. How how long have you played it so far? Okay, currently I have played it for two hours. For 50 cents? Well, that's the first one. This The other one here is $3. And, ah. yeah, I'm not fine. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, it's... Uh, is it worth the 50 cents? The first one, maybe. I don't know. It's, if there's a, I've heard from other people it's a, it's a bit more clunkier than the sequel, but still it's 50 cents and it's got trading cards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we just talked about that. Um, it's one of those things where I started saying it in my head. It's going, no, no. just discussed this. Yeah. But so wait, you, you did not play the first one. No, this is the second one. Okay, that's not fifty cents. No, this is three dollars. Worth the three dollars? Not really. Like I said, it's you know, it doesn't take really any strategy. I just keep on clicking things, then I keep on collecting the resources, and then I keep on clicking other things. It's just like okay, just like a background, shut your brain off moment. So stupidity moment. I'm I'm literally mindlessly clicking things. I don't really have a strategy. I don't know, you know, where to go first. But I thought you liked it when you could turn your brain off. Passively turn my brain off, yes. 
this is where I have to turn my brain off, but I'm like actively doing something and it's not that exciting. Uh-huh. That's, I turn my brain off and I'm excited by things on this movie screen. Sure. But, you know, I turn my brain off and I'm like, okay, I got to click all these rocks in order to get a timpani. Why? Or it's, you know, this level is literally you just have to go across the road and the road is littered with stuff and you have to, you know, click the things in order to advance down the road. It's it's not exciting at all. It's it, it feels like this would be mindless work that I wish, you know, I would get paid for just randomly tapping things. All right. It's, yeah. The other fun bit is the fact that this company has got an ad for one of their other games built into the game itself. What? Yeah. Free I, I advertising? First, I first booted it up, and there was an ad for uh, Wanderland, I think, which is, yeah, another game done by this company. This, I feel like this thing is probably originally a mobile game, and they just, you know, ported it to Steam. Copied it over? Mm-hmm. Yep. That sounds entirely likely. Yep, this one is just like, okay, I'm... Whatever. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this thing. That's interesting, sure. But, you know, no. $3 for this thing? No. No. If you, like I said, if you really want to try it out, get the first game. It's 50 cents, and you get trading cards for it if you want to. And then you can sell them. Yes. For probably not as much as 50 cents. But at least no. you can recoup some of the money. Yes. That's good. Okay, well then. Yep. So, random topic rolled ahead of time. Who on the show today has more connections to the mob? Me. You don't know who I know. Okay. But wh- how would you have more connections to the mob? I'm not going to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fairly certain I have more connections. I don't know, Andy might have more active connections to the mob. I don't know, but Ah. Uh, and I mean which mob are we talking about is the other question. It just says who has more connections right. to the mob. So if if we're talking about in general organized crime, probably me. I was thinking about this during the whole podcast. How yeah. I would I would have to probably go to one of my my brother, the lawyer, who probably would know other lawyers, who probably would know. Oh, sorry, yeah, Kate pointed out uh, her brother-in-law is probably the the better option to go to, who would probably know people who would, you know. (laughs) He knows a guy who knows a guy sort of thing. Yeah. That's, That's the best option that I've got. So... Yep. Is a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Yep. <laughs> that's that's my best option. I'm, I'm keeping my answer. <laughs> you're just saying that you win, but you're not going to tell me how. Yep. Because <laughs> if you told me, you'd have to kill me? No, but I'd just rather not say. Okay. Well, I guess then uh, that's a wrap. All right. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>